Ladies and gents, my name is Brandon Stover. I'm the founder of Plato University. And today we're going to discuss how to discover what your students want to learn, not what you want to teach them. If you've seen my video about how to create a course, you know one of the very first steps to do is to go ask your students what they want to learn. Today, I'm going to break that down into five easy steps for you to follow so that you get a full understanding of everything that your student wants to learn and be able to create a very robust course answering all of their questions and tapping into their internal motivation to want to finish the course. So let's start with step one, which is finding your students. This is going to be pretty easy if you already have an existing student base, um, a set of employees that you're creating training for, or you've already created a following or online community around the type of content that you create. You can just go to them and ask them questions directly. However, if this is your very first course, you may not already have a community that you can go ask them what they need to learn. Instead, you can go onto the internet and search for communities that are already congregating around the type of material or topic or subject matter that you wanna teach. Now, why are you gonna go through the process of finding these students anyways? Well, there's two important reasons. First, you're going to have an infinite well you can return to in order to source questions your students need answered, the type of things that they want and need to know. Second, these are places that you can begin building your own community so that when you're finished with your course, you actually have people you can launch it to and you're not just sending it out into the abyss. So how do we find these people? Well, as I mentioned before, you have two sources. First, you have your existing community. This is gonna be your student body if you're in a more academic institution. This might be your employees or volunteers if you're a for-profit or non-profit. And if you're a content creator, this might be your different social media channels and YouTube. Basically, anywhere these people are already congregating around the type of material that you speak about. Go to those places and start opening up lines of communication with them if you haven't already. The second place that you're going to find your students are in other communities. So because of the wonderful world of the Internet, we've created a dozen places that people begin to congregate around specific topics they enjoy talking about. First, you can go to online forums. If you just do a quick Google search around the topic that you want to teach, I guarantee you that you're gonna find some sort of communities and forums that are already congregating a bunch of questions around your topic. A great place to start with this is Reddit. There's probably a Reddit community for almost about anything. You can go on Reddit, search there, and find the different communities that are meeting around your topic. You can also find these communities in social media groups. So places like Facebook have groups that build communities from people all around the world that are focusing on this specific topic. And while you're there on those social media channels, go look for content creators that are talking about the same topics that you are. Even if they're super epic topics, I guarantee that there's somebody making content around this. You can go to their social media pages or their YouTube channels and interact with the people that are in the comments of those places. The next place I would start looking for people is in other courses covering the same type of topic that you are. These courses often have communities built around them, people that have already gone through the course. So it may be worth you getting into that course and going through it yourself so that you can interact with that community or interacting with the people that haven't started the course yet and they're congregating around different questions that novice people around that topic usually have. You can also meet these people in person. So going to places like meetup.com and finding different groups that congregate around your topic is a great way to meet people in person as well as conferences about the things that you want to talk about. A lot of times these are going to have experts and professionals that talk about those materials, but the audience members are the ones that you're going to want to talk to because they're the ones that want to learn this material. 
Again, basically, you're looking for anywhere where people are grouping together more than one or two people around this topic that you want to teach. Once you found these people, we move on to step two, which is answering their questions. That's right. Before we go asking them anything, we're going to start helping them by answering the questions they already have. So in this step, you're spending time in the communities that you found, looking through the questions that they have and answering those to the best of your ability. Now, why are you going to start doing this before you ask them any questions? Well, there's a few different reasons. First, you gain an awareness around the needs that these particular people have. And you'll begin seeing questions that are asked over and over and over again. And that's a good signal that these questions need to be included inside of your course. And the second reason you're going to be answering other people's questions is because it's going to position you as an expert on this topic, which will lead to more people asking you questions in the future and interacting you more generally in those communities. And lastly, the big reason that you're doing this is because you're providing value to that community before you ever ask them for a favor. You've come in, you've answered a ton of questions, people see you around the community. So when you come later to ask them for a favor, maybe like taking a survey, which I'll cover here in just a moment, or launching your course to them, they're going to be more likely to want to interact with you and take action on those things. So what's the best way to go about answering these questions when you're in the community? Well, go join the communities that you found and follow whatever orientation or beginning steps that they have in that community to the maximum, to the fullest ability to really show that, yes, you belong here and here's everything that they would want to know about you. So this might be mean doing introductory posts or including a uh, bio and links to different parts of your own social media, whatever is the best way to represent yourself in that community. Then if it's an online community, start looking through the posts that other people have made and see the type of questions that they ask. If you're able to answer that question from your expertise around the topic you want to speak to, go ahead and take the time to actually do so. When you're looking through these posts and seeing which questions to answer, think about quality versus quantity. It's way better for you to do one post that's well thought out than doing 100 posts that is just a one-sentence response. A one-sentence response is not going to help that person. So when you're writing out a response to this question, think about doing much larger responses in the thousands of words rather than in hundreds of words. By having a larger response, you get into more detail, which is going to actually help that person with their question. And as you're answering, make the response as personalized as possible to that person, but also including examples that apply to the general public, to the general readers of that forum or that online community. This way you're showing that you understand the context of that person and your expertise applies to them, but it also applies to anybody else that may have this similar problem. Now, if it's an in-person community, try and talk to as many people as you can, asking them the type of struggles that they're having around the topic that you're all meeting about. And as they tell you about their struggles or the questions they have, try and give advice when it's applicable. Now, whether this is in, in person or online, as you're answering these questions, Try and take notes or record them somewhere in a document and your answers to these questions. So if you're doing it online, you can directly copy the question and copy your response and put it into a document. This is going to save you time in the future because a lot of these questions get asked over and over again, and you already have a well thought out response to that that you can paste to that question. Of course, always take the time to personalize it to the person asking the question. The second thing that this is going to do is allow you to start creating a question and answer bank that can be the beginning of your course outline. You can take all those questions and put it into a course outline and take your responses and that becomes your course content. Now, if you're struggling to find these communities and interact with them, you can also use a tool called Answer the Public, which congregates all the questions that people ask around a specific topic 
So if you went to answer the public and you typed in digital marketing, it'll give you all the questions that people have asked on the internet about digital marketing and which ones get asked most. Then you can go and create content, maybe a YouTube video around a very popular question and start to publish that, answering you know the public's questions in general. However, whenever possible, I, I recommend doing it directly in communities because these are the people one-on-one -on -one interactions that are gonna be the ones taking your course in the beginning. They're the people that know and like and trust you. So they're more likely to take action on that than a general person who just seen your YouTube video once. All right, so now you've found communities, you've started interacting and answering questions. Now it's time for you to make an ask. And we're gonna move to step three, which is running a learner survey. A learner survey is a short set of questions to uncover more of your learners' needs beyond what they've already posted somewhere else. Now, the reason that you're going to be asking your students what they want to learn is because you're an expert. You have the curse of knowledge. This is a cognitive bias where we incorrectly assume that everyone else knows as much about the topic as we do. By asking our students directly what they want to know, we avoid assumptions about what they already know or what they don't already know allowing us to better tailor what foundational concepts we need to teach in our course. Additionally, you're probably an expert in this topic because you love learning about it. However, most people are not as nerdy about it as you are. So by asking students what they want to learn, you tap into their internal motivation, which is going to be the key to keeping them engaged in your course and succeeding with learning the material. Now to run this learner survey, it's very easy. First thing you're gonna do is write out your questions in a Word doc. I recommend keeping the amount of questions that you have as short as possible, but still gaining the amount of detail that you need and using as many open-ended questions as possible. You want to hear the learner's needs in their own words, not in the ways that you describe them. Again, we're trying to measure their understanding, find out what they don't know and not your understanding and what you know. So I'm going to go through a list of questions here that you, you could possibly use and you'll see how most of these are open-ended diving into what the learner wants to know. The first question I ask is usually an easy one just to get them in the mode of taking the survey. And this one's not open-ended. This is a multiple choice question. So I say, describe your level of understanding and you can give them three or four options, something like novice, intermediate, and master. Just to quickly get an understanding, where are they? Next, we'll dive into the open-ended questions. So what do you wanna know about this topic? Pretty straightforward. They're just gonna list out a bunch of things that they wish to know about it. Then what is your single biggest challenge in understanding this topic? So this is going to get to the crux of, of what they want to know most and where they're struggling the most to understand the topic. The following questions are going to dive deeper into that. You really want to know why are they struggling with this? Because if you can help them get over that, they're going to be super excited to take your course. So we asked them, what is the single biggest challenge in understanding this topic? Next, ask them, tell me the last time that you encountered this problem. Then ask them, why is this hard? Why is this so challenging? This again prompts them to dive a little bit deeper. You're really trying to understand why are they struggling at this point? Then what, if anything, have you done to try and solve this problem? This is going to give you an idea what other learning resources or tactics or things they've used to try and understand this topic. Because maybe you're thinking you need to teach them the same way. But if they've been struggling and still don't understand in that way, well, then you're going to have to find an alternate route. You can also ask them what they don't love about the solutions they've already tried. So maybe the learning material was too hard, they didn't understand the teacher that they took it from, so on and so forth. Again, giving you a greater awareness of how to teach this student. Then we're gonna dive deeper into their desires and fears. What do you desire most from learning this topic? So there's usually an outcome 
some reason that they're learning this. They have a problem in their life and they want to solve it. In order to solve it, they need to learn the skills or have an understanding of the topic in order to do so. So now you're understanding what outcomes they want to have. This is important because then you can start building your course in a way that leads to that outcome. For example, in our how to start a podcast course, the outcome they want is to launch a podcast. So the lessons lead them all the way to that point where the outcome is launching a podcast. The next question, what is your biggest fear about learning this topic? Everybody has some sort of fear when they come to learning. An easy example of this is people that are learning mathematics and they think they're not good at math. Understanding that fear allows you to create certain lessons to show them that actually you're probably pretty good at math and maybe you just didn't learn it in a way that you're able to understand, which from the previous questions in this questionnaire, you have a good understanding of. And then the last question that I usually ask, is there anything else that you would like me to know about your learning? This just gives them an opportunity to tell them a little bit more about themselves and how they like to learn. Always good information when you're creating a course. So now you have your questions. You need to put this into some sort of tool. So there's plenty of survey tools online. Ones that I like are Google Forms. It's simple. There's also Typeform, a little more fancy, but pretty straightforward. And then the one that I really like is Airtable because that allows you to put it into an Excel document and move it around use other data and information attached to that learner. Once you have your survey created, then you just go and post the link inside the communities that you've already been adding value to, or even better, go directly message the people that you've answered questions of and give them the link because they're the ones that have gotten the most value from you being in the community and more likely to actually take this survey and give detailed responses because you've given detailed responses to their questions. Our next step is to do one-on-one interviews with some of the people that have taken our survey. So learner interviews are 15 to 30 minute one-on-one interviews over something like Zoom, where you dive deeper into that specific learner's needs. You're gonna get a very detailed, nuanced response to these questions that are gonna give you more insight. And the reason that you're doing this is because when you run a survey, you don't get the full depth of a response. It often lacks detail or emotion that's behind the responses that they're giving. Some people may be very busy and you're just getting one sentence responses. That's not going to be very useful for you to understand what the learners actually need. Additionally, when you're talking to somebody directly, like on a video call, and they give you a response, you can probe deeper into understanding what they meant by their response or asking follow-up questions that give you greater insights. So the way that you're going to go about these one-on-one interviews is during your learner survey, I recommend collecting the emails of all the people that respond. This way, when you go to do your interviews, you can email the people that have already talked to you. And in your email, you can let them know that that you want to make the best course possible for them and would like the chance to understand them more. This is going to make them feel very special and more likely to want to actually sit down and have an interview with you. Then make it super easy and use an online calendar, something like Calendly, to block out time and give it to people for them to choose whenever they're available to do the interview. Don't go back and forth in your email saying, are you available this time, that time? Make it very easy. It's less friction as possible. If you use Calendly, it also links to Zoom, so it automatically creates a Zoom link and sends out a calendar invite, making it more likely that that person actually shows up. Then the day comes, you have the interview, you get on Zoom with them, and you make them feel comfortable by having a little bit of small talk and then telling them what you're going to do during the interview and why you're doing it. Again, reiterating that you want to make a really excellent course. You want to know as much as possible about your learners. Before you start asking them questions, ask if you can record the interview. 
This is going to allow you to focus directly on them and their responses and be more likely to ask good follow-up questions, rather than focusing on taking notes and making it look like you're distracted or not paying attention to them. Later on, you can go through the recording and take more detailed notes focusing on their responses in that way. Then have the interview, ask your questions. You can actually use the same questions from the survey, but the ones that you wanna focus the most on in this interview are three. What are you struggling with? What are you afraid of most with this topic? What do you desire to do most with this knowledge once you've learned it? As they answer and give you responses to those questions, look for opportunities to go deeper, to ask a follow-up question or to probe deeper into what they meant by their response. Now, some people are gonna be long-winded talkers and you're not gonna be able to ask many other questions. Others may give you shorter responses and you're gonna have a lot of time left over. If you have time left over at the end of the interview, I recommend asking them if they have any questions for you. You'll be surprised the type of questions that they come up with. Maybe asking your motivation for why you wanted to create this course, maybe how you became an expert in this thing, maybe just asking you a question directly there that they can get answered about the topic that they wanna learn. All of it's going to be valuable information. Likewise, you're just gonna make a better connection with this learner. And at the end of the interview, thank them for giving some of their time and then try and connect with them on any social media channels that you're not already interacting with that person. This is just going to give you one more line of communication to that person when you launch your course. And again, if they've already been in the community that you're in, you've answered their questions, they've taken your survey and they've done your interview. At this point, they like you and they're more likely to take your course once it's actually launched. Now we move to step five, which is where we fill in the gaps that they have in their knowledge with the foundational expertise that you have. Up to this point, you've gathered a lot of information about what your future students don't know. However, students don't know what they don't know sometimes. This is where the magic of you being an expert comes in. You can identify the gaps in their knowledge and the foundational concepts that are needed to fill those gaps. Why is this important? Well, as you're gaining insights about what students wanna learn, there's probably gonna be some portions of a topic that they're super excited about learning and diving into. However, as the expert, you know there's like three or four or five foundational concepts that come before that portion that they wanna learn. And if they wanna learn that portion effectively, you know that they're gonna need these foundational concepts. And because you've done a lot of questions and a lot of interviews, you know there's certain points in your course that are gonna be the exciting parts. Like, oh, I really wanna learn this and I really wanna learn this. But as the expert, you know the foundational concepts that bridge those two. So as the expert, you're the glue between all the exciting parts. So by the time that they get to the end of the course, they're actually able to have the outcomes that they want, the things that they desired most to do with this course. You've led them every step of the way. So how do we go about filling in these gaps? Well, first, look over all the questions that you've collected and answered in your time in the communities, all the responses from your survey, and the responses that you got during your interviews. What questions are asked most often? What things are people most excited to learn? And what challenges do they have when trying to learn those things? You can take the answers to those questions and start putting them in a logical sequence that becomes the outline of your course. To understand this portion of the topic, they need to first understand this. And to understand that, they need to understand this. What is the logical sequence of steps for them to gain a full understanding? As I mentioned before, as you put those questions in a logical sequence, you're gonna notice that there's some steps missing. And it becomes your job to fill in those steps with the foundational concepts that bridge those exciting parts. Now, although the benefits to you and your students is tremendous, 
Uncovering your learner's needs can be quite a lot of work. If you want help, I facilitate this during the discovery phase in creating a course with you. So let's schedule a free strategy call together to see if I can help you turn your wisdom into actionable education. Let's build something great together.